Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. the short tracks to the super speedways from two wheels to four wheels it's revved up atx on the horn with bobby chaffee and rodney rodriguez this is where austin talks racing austin does talk racing each and every saturday right here on revved up atx on the horn we're live local digital on the horn app and at hornfm.com 104.9 1019 FM AM 1260. Good morning, everybody. As we dive you into another fantastic week of action, lots to break down on the show today. We'll talk about this this new little race called the 24 Hours of Le Mans that people have apparently <laughs> found out here after about 74 years. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, good morning, everybody. My name is Rodney Rodriguez. Across the way, Showtime, Bobby Chaffee. Bobby, it isn't that, uh, and we'll dig into it here a little bit deeper, but it's like, wow, look at this. How have I never seen this? Well, I don't know how you've missed it. I don't know how you've never missed it. It's, it's amazing. Uh, we, had, we were talking about it before we came on the air about how unique the the 24-hour Le Mans is I'm I'm still a 24-hour Daytona guy Mm -hmm. because I think the track makes for better racing because it's a little bit smaller uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, when it was kicked off this morning about eight o'clock our time, and uh, those cars look good yeah, all do. the way through. Uh, yep. So it'll be another good race. Good stuff. NASCAR, Formula One, IndyCar, all of that coming up uh, in the show as well. And then uh, we'll round it all out. We'll have places for races, um, all of that good stuff. Pit, pit stop news and notes. Uh, we are we are going. We are absolutely going. Absolutely great news right there. That is coming up as WEC will be back at Coda. Already from the Specs text line. We'll talk about that here a little bit later on. But uh, with the whole shot, we're actually going to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline right off of the bat, right out of the box, as one of the coolest events in this region. And this is another where we talk about events that have been around for a very long time. And this one we've had, and it's right here in our own backyard, and it is a super cool uh, lake fest out at uh, Lake Marble Falls. I know a lot of folks have been to this uh, at different uh, points uh, in their tenure around here. Uh, heading over, special events coordinator there with the uh, Marble Falls Highland Lakes uh, Chamber of Commerce. It is it is our friend that gets to put all this together, Miss Katie Savage. Katie, um, are you still sane today, my friend, so far? I am as sane as I'm going to be for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> Most of all, the hard work is done. No now doubt. It's fun time. So, so, Katie, talk about that. I mean, a lot of folks, when we talk about event coordination and, and race events in particular, uh, it doesn't just happen overnight. Uh, just talk about some of the prep that goes into this uh, each and every year out there. Oh, yeah, there is a lot of prep. There's logistics of our city permit, the road closures, getting our food vendors, our market vendors, our ice. Of course, our beer vendors ready. Get of our course. beer orders in the books. <laughs> um, coordinate all our volunteers, our committee chair leads, um, our top eliminator club, um, things that they need, our beach lot, all our sponsorship signs, all our sponsorships in general, which are a huge, huge support for Lake Fest. 
So there's just a lot. It takes me about a whole year to plan. So, Katie, talk about that in terms of Roddy and I have done event planning, but not to the extent that you and your team does for Lake Fest every year. I know you still got another weekend to go before it all comes to, to fruition again, but how satisfying is it when you get a chance to look back, even if you look back at last year and looking back for a couple of days from now, how cool is it to see it when the idea comes together and everything supposed, supposed to work like it's supposed to work? It's, it's really uh, it's a good feeling. It makes you feel good of all the hard work you've done. It's paid off, all the chaos, waking up at 5 a.m. and, um, <laughs> you know, putting out fires where I need to put them out at the, the drop of a hat. But it's, it feels good when everything settles down and the race keeps going and everyone just has fun. You see everyone cheering on the lake. It's, uh, it makes you feel good. You did a good job at the end of the day. So, okay, a little bit of the competition right here. I mean, these things, I mean, I've seen, you know, approaching 250, you know, miles per hour. And, you know, when you come to a sudden stop or something like that on pavement, uh, much, much less on water, this is, uh, <laughs> while it's such a spectacle, it's uh, awful dadgum dangerous uh, what these warriors are doing out there on your lake. Yes, it's very dangerous, and they all go through capsule training. They mm. learn how to escape a capsule. They practice. They have certified divers out and ready to go in case of an emergency. We have our fire department. We have our EMS at the out ramp. They have their rescue um, rescue guys. So there's a lot of safety involved. There's a lot that goes into it to make sure they're all protected and safe and any sort of wind or bump in the road, they definitely wait until it's a good time to race. They don't just send them out whenever they're ready. They they make sure the weather's good and the, the wind has calmed down and the water's right. Nice. So, Katie, you mentioned some of the top eliminator clubs and some of the other stuff going on. Go back and recap some of that for the people that are coming out today and tomorrow uh, to know where they have an opportunity to sit and enjoy the races. There are several spots. We're very lucky with our layout. So we have... 23 spots on the beach, which is a 15-foot wide area. That is the closest you can get. That is right on the water, the closest you can get to see the races. And we have our general admission, which is on a really nice shaded hillside. That's really nice grass. And we have our top eliminator club. That is our VIP section in our pavilion. They have indoor viewing with a live stream and a covered patio and a private grass area as well. Wow. That, that sounds like fun. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> K- Katie Savage with us. Yeah, no doubt. The Carol's Cafe and Cantina Hotline talking Lake Fest um, out, out in Marble Falls. And Katie, like, like, uh, let's talk about the uh, the financial impact this event has uh, there for the area uh, each and every year. Got to got to be one of the one of the bigger ones uh, for everything going on out there. Absolutely. This brings, uh, last year, I think we had a little over 8,000 people that we tracked. Um, it's, it's pretty big for a little town. You know, that's more people than that live here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so it's pretty it's pretty good to see the, the town succeed, all the restaurants and hotels, and people go shopping and enjoy the festivities on Main Street and everything that our, our cute town has to offer. It, it's a booming area. That's awesome. It's really great to see a town come together and support event that's been happening for so long. I mean, I remember seeing Lake Fest commercials back years and years ago, and it seems like it just gets better and better every year in terms of that. So what's the, what's some of the newer changes other than maybe the, the Top Eliminator Club and some of the new stuff? What's some of the bigger changes that you've personally seen over the last couple of years as the event keeps getting bigger? Oh, it keeps getting bigger um, just in general. Like you said, with the, the venue changing, 
offering the different options, a new, um, we're trying to reach different groups. So you still have the same people that have been in love with boat racing for, you know, 30 years, but you see little kids out here excited and meeting the drivers. Our show and shine was last night where Mm -hmm. they pull all the boats out and they rev the engines up and you see the kids get to get in the boat, meet the drivers. So it's pretty fun to see, um, the changes. We, We still try to keep it pretty, uh, pretty classic in how we work, but still want to enhance it every year. We try to get different food trucks and new vendors and, you know, make sure we have new sponsorships all the time and just whatever new ideas people are looking for, we try to make it happen. And I, and I would think, Katie, this one also, I mean, on you know, obviously it's uh, it's huge for all of us, like we talk about, you know, with the uh, nostalgia of an event that has been a part of the community for so long. But I think even when you look at this big picture for the competitors, I believe this is a season opener for the uh, Southern Drag Boat Association, isn't it? So this, um, the, you got to start uh, out of the box right here in Marble Falls uh, for, for season points and such. It is, yes. Last year, we had the opportunity to be the opener as well as this year, so we're, we're setting the tone. We're making sure that they, uh, they're <laughs> running right and try to make sure they have a good time and see, I don't know, I guess see how the season's going to go for everybody. But I think we're setting the tone pretty good for the rest of the season. Hope everyone can, uh, can keep up. Like it. So, Kenny, talk about the admission portion, uh, prices and stuff like that for people that are listening now and thinking of something to do this afternoon and just went, oh, wow, that sounds like fun. Thanks to the revved up guys and Katie Savage, we're going to go boat racing today. Yeah, we you can purchase tickets out the gate. General mission, they're $30 Saturday and Sunday. All day we'll race from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. And um, kids are... Uh, Kids are $20 at the gate if you're between 7 and 12. If you're 6 and under, that's free. But um, bring some chairs and clothes you're happy to sweat in and come out. We'll be here all day today, all day tomorrow. And, and I think that that's something that's really fascinating, Katie, that you talked about a while ago to where, you know, it's one thing with a dirt track or a pavement track or whatever when it comes to cars, but you need to be prepared because a shift in the atmosphere or whatever, that drastically affects what these guys are doing on the water. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. The wind just affects everything. If it's blowing the wrong way, if it's blowing east and west and not north and south, there's a big difference in in the water and that changes how the boat goes and if it's too uh too choppy that'll affect it if it's too smooth that'll affect it they have told me that they like it just a little choppy that gives it a little friction um so they're they have guys that are great about spotting that and just waiting calmly just you know everything's timed here you got to be on a time frame uh, to make sure you keep the race going but safety first you know we make sure that the, the water's right, and they won't send their guys down unless they're comfortable. That's perfect. Well, safety first is always the best thing in any kind of uh, motorsport activity. So what's uh, so what's the difference in today's schedule and tomorrow's schedule? Is everything kind of lined up the same, or is there just finals tomorrow, or is it two completely different shows on Saturday and Sunday? It's, it's pretty much the same show. So um, they'll they'll race against each other. I, I don't have a specific schedule. The mm-hmm. SCBA doesn't provide, like, specific people racing specific people but um it'll be the same boats unless something goes wrong and they have to rebuild the engine but typically the teams stay up all night rebuilding that engine on the spot in the pits um but it's it's the same boats we start out with the personal watercraft and work our way up to the 
top fuel hydro. Nice. And, and Katie, I think something real important to remember, I did see on the website uh, as much as, as you would think that this would be a great pet-friendly event, but then again, at the same time, probably not. Uh, no, no pets, no coolers, uh, none of that. Yeah, you can't do any of that at Lake Fest. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, we. I get you want to bring your pets here, but you know, <laughs> those are really loud boats that go over 250 miles per hour, and not all dogs are a fan of that. And so, you know, we don't want other dogs getting irritated and aggressive with other ones or people. And so we just we try to keep it keep it clean that way. We know everyone. You know, I'm a dog person. I want mm-hmm. to bring my dog, but it's it's a lot to to stress them out. So um, no pets, no coolers. We have. 11 food vendors we have all the beer you could drink all the water you could want so we got we got it all that's Just right y'all here that's right sounds like it uh and lastly i, I, I know we talked about this last year uh, on the online show but uh how, how gratifying and cool for you to get to go back home i, I mean you go out you, you, you see different parts <laughs> you come back you're part of this amazing community out there in marble falls and coordinate coordinating this event it's got to get better each and every year for you Oh, yeah, I love it. I I take a lot of pride being from Marble Falls and Lake Fest. And, you know, people, when you talk about it, they're like, oh, I know what that is. (laughs) And it's fun to say, well, I grew up, you know, coming to this in the 90s. And that's, you know, we want it to get big like that. And it's just cool. It's a really cool experience to to grow up in this, um, coming to this and then leaving and coming back and putting it on. Never thought it happened, but here I am. Crazy. Uh, what website for folks if they want to get additional information before they head out y'all's way? That would be marblefalls.org. Nice. Easy. Easy to remember. Easy to remember. Easy to remember. Sounds, Can't forget it. <laughs> that's right. All right, my friends, stay hydrated. Enjoy the show out there and uh, keep slaying. You guys do a phenomenal job out there. Proud of uh, what y'all are doing around here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. Take care. There she goes. Katie Savage. That is a hard-working lady right there. And a homegrown talent right from Marble Falls. That's That's what makes that story so cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't have the full time to do it today, but it was, she did. She went out and kind of saw some other stuff, kind of went to the big city right there. And, you know, it's kind of like, it it seems like a lot of us. It's like, okay, you can't wait to grow up and get away and get out of this, especially small town guys like us. We're small town guys, you know, and and you get out and you you go to the big city and then you miss that, you miss that hometown and you miss the, the slow lower pace and you miss seeing your all your buddies when you go out to eat and everything else that <laughs> knew your story from when you made that that special touchdown catch in high school football and that's and that's the thing right now it's like like you you go back and you see these guys like like the chisholm trail roundup we were talking about is going on in, in lockhart this weekend that's my old stomping ground out there and it's like you run into these guys or girls or whatever and they they tell you things and i'm like i don't remember that <laughs> I guess that's probably, a, or I don't remember it that way. Those details I don't quite remember. <laughs> yeah, I never asked you, Ronnie. But what's your favorite Lockhart barbecue spot? Um, you know, it. Um, I, I've got Chisholm a, Trail was my j- my grandparents lived there growing up, and that j- here's 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 don't consider it the best, but I love some Chisholm Trail, and and I like that you serve your sides. Yeah, that right there. That right there, and there's been an ownership change right there, but that stays. That stays. You you still do all of that. I've always been a I've always been a, a Kreitz and Smitty's guy. You know, it, it was Kreitz for the longest time, and then when when Smitty's all of that everything happened. I haven't been to Terry Black's yet. I've been to the original Blacks. You know, it's it's good. It's good. Uh, now we've got the uh, the the lady owned one there as well. Uh, that's on the week. So there, there's a lot, but I probably would say Kreitz. 
Right, it's okay. Probably C- would city, city Market and Luling is my go-to joint. Well, that, I, I yeah. think that one's probably better than all of them, to be honest with you. It, uh, it's it, a little further to go, but the brisket's worth it, as <laughs> long as they don't run out of it. That's that's the whole thing, and that's where to, to watch, to have barbecue here, and, and not a slight to, to any of the, of the, I guess, I hate to say like the chain ones that we mm-hmm. have around here, it's just not the same. Just not the same. It's just not the same, but what Ty's talking about right there, Chisholm Trail Barbecue, it's on the outskirts of town, that is the yeah. one where you, you go get all of that, and you, you do, you like serve your potato salad and coleslaw and all of that. And well, Clyde's fun. grandson owns San Marcos Barbecue. That's right. So that's if you if you're into like old school Chisholm Trail tie, go down to San Marcos to San Marcos Barbecue. That's his grandson. Yeah, it's on check that out. Thirty five South, uh, right outside of San Marcos. So uh, really good stuff happening there. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great story right there with with what she does and the the coordination of all of that to make that happen. And and that's an event where it's these old school. You know, we we do see all the new stuff that that comes in with Formula One and and events now with NASCAR here and and now with soccer and and all the different things that we have here. But it's a it's those down home events like that and and that's i think that's the beauty of where we live in this part of of central texas is that you have these marble falls events like that you have events in luling and quero and flatonia and you you go to all these different places and uh, i mean if you start getting into victoria i know when my kid was was at uhv i went to this thing called boot fest and it was and reckless kelly was playing it was like on the square it was massive you know, it just brought the whole town together, and that, hmm. that's exactly what happens at Lake Fest. The Tom Tom Fest is coming up in Yoakum this weekend. Mm-hmm. I saw that passing coming back from Texana last week. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, that that small town pride, man. Uh, that that's really what it's all about, and and that's that's cool stuff. Um, I, I do want to mention uh, we'll we'll talk more in depth here about NASCAR coming up in just a in just a few, but uh, I, I do want to talk about Corey LaJoy. Because Corey LaJoy, with that opportunity to drive the Chase Elliott car after Chase Elliott suspended for his um, on-track antics uh, week before last, there, there was a lot of there was a lot of pressure put on Corey LaJoy, and this is this is a situation to where he handled that. I listened to him on SiriusXM with with Daniel Trotta. He talked for an hour and a half about uh, just about the whole situation, the pressure, the disappointment. Um, uh, really stand-up dude, right there. To me. The way he handled the not what he wanted to happen was a hell of a lot more impressive than obviously anything on track. But just that he, the way that he handled it, I think just speaks volumes about this dude. Well, I think he just tried too hard. I think is what part of it was. I mean, he hit tell. the wall, hit the wall in first practice, uh, the the first part of practice, and he hit the off the kill switch on the car coming around on lap number one. I think he just really tried hard. But he's becoming like a, a folk hero kind of kind of status, right? Not like a Dell Jr. kind of folk hero, but with his Stacking Pennies podcast, and he comes on and does the Sirius XM show with Daniel Trotta once a week. It, uh, he's getting a following. And it's, it's kind of weird for a backmarker guy, even though he's having a career year in 26th place in points and a 24th average place finish, for a guy that runs towards the back, he's got a lot of fans. And he's also been rumored to run the third Trackhouse car mm-hmm. if they come online in 2024. It's far stretched to go. they got to get a charter from somewhere. But I think Corey LaJoy would jump at that to transfer over to Trackhouse from Spire. And one of the things that, that he talked about, I, I think that really we talk about with this car, trying to balance things out, to uh, d- do different things, what the car's intended to do. But after listening to him comparing the preparation from Hendrick, to, from Spire to Hendrick and everything that he was having to do. And just th- this is where, like, when you talk about team resources and, and team meetings and, and just data and all, and all this different stuff, that, that's where you see, yeah, you can, you can try to equalize the car 
as much as possible, but there are things that you're not going to be able to equalize because money, resources, whatever it is, they're going to outweigh the equality that, that the sanctioning body's trying to build. And I think that's the one thing that I really took out of that to where it's like, okay, what he's telling us right here is that, yeah, they look alike. Um, NASCAR's selling us a good line, and I totally believe it, but it's still all about who you are and what you got. It's always been that way. Yeah. I mean, it's always been about the resources, who has the most resources, and who can do this and who can do that and all that. But it's, um, you know, the, I mean, I think that they probably fired more engineers from Hendrick for bad performance than Spires <laughs> ever hired in the lifetime of the team. So it's uh, it's definitely a different. It's what is it? It's like going from the Yankees to what the Oakland A's. Yeah. Maybe the from back when the Astros played, you know, had that that the Yankees roster had more. You know, two or three players on the Yankees roster was more than the entire Astros roster combined in terms of salary. Yeah, kind of the same, kind of the same thing with the yep. Yankees. I mean, the Yankees are the the Hendrick Motorsports is the New York Yankees of NASCAR. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, teams. Speaking of teams, uh, Ty, did you hear? Did you hear our man, uh, the man that's going to lead us to the promised land and and probably be Super Bowl MVP, now owns a pickleball team. Who, Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott. I'm anti-pickleball <laughs> all the way. It'll be irrelevant in five years. They asked him, I saw this this morning. He, he actually said this. They said, so uh, you as an owner, how are you going to handle your team? And he said, I ain't going to be no Jerry Jones. Ooh. He said that? <laughs> he said that. He said that. That's hilarious. Uh, Jerry's going to tell him, you might want to check your pay, pay, your pay envelope next well, time. Well, he got that guaranteed money to finish he, last. He say whatever he wants to say. You know, B&E, we're talking about, I think I texted you, Ty, the, the other morning where it's like you got to build this offense around what he does best. I'm like, you're going to build an offense around him throwing interceptions? <laughs> <laughs> that's, yep. that's not going to be a very good offense. But uh, That's how the defense gets so good in spring ball. Yeah, that's that's a whole different story. Check out that Lake Fest. Uh, uh, go, go watch that. that that's going to be a good time. Uh, hydrate, get yourself out there. It's uh, a big, uh, a big small town event uh, with some really cool boats uh, approaching 250 miles an hour. Coming up, talking about this brand new little race that we mentioned earlier, the 24 Hours of Le Mans. What is this? What, where did this concept come from? Well, we'll tell you all about it. Uh, that's coming up next. A uh, little NASCAR, Formula One, and IndyCar as well. It's revved up uh, ATX on the Horn, live local digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. continues mm -hmm. where are they going there it is back to the left coast goes nascar you know a lot of people at welcome back to revved up atx uh, by the way friends bobby chaffee ty henderson rodney rodriguez all of you being a part of the show thanks to katie savage for checking in there uh with uh marble falls lake fest 2023 when they say nascar doesn't need california yeah they do yeah they do they actually need every region, in my, they in need my coast, opinion. There's places they're missing. They need to go coast to coast. Heard they might be heading back to Canada. That'd be crazy to take the... Uh, the, the Xfinity races in Montreal have been really good. Even the year that monsoon hit, mm -hmm. that was still a pretty decent race, so they got you know two feet of water in the floorboards of the race cars, and the drivers yeah. couldn't shift anymore. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Le Mans here in just a second, but, but that's... 
That's something that's really coming up now. I'm really wondering how the landscape is going to change with this ever-evolving schedule because there there really is a lot of talk now that, that you only need to go to a venue once other than Daytona, Talladega, you know, whatever. But that that's going to be interesting if that happens. Uh, will it help, help attendance? Maybe. Uh, I mean, but, but it could drastically backfire. I mean, if you have a track that usually has two dates, you have two options – to be able to get there and, uh, you know, you get one taken away, you know how people, how race fans are going to be. It's like, well, then I just won't go at all. Yeah. Could could happen. But I don't... Um, we'll find I, out at TMS. Yeah. And this is, this is really where it gets to be, you know, with the dollars and cents of all of this, because these places are not cheap to maintain. And when they're sitting idle... You, um, I mean, what do you do with them? I mean, you see a lot of tracks become multi-purpose venues and, and so forth. But it's, it's. I mean, what do you do? I mean, you're going to run one weekend. It's like I, I, I attribute this because I, I look at like when we were talking about small towns and, and even around here, like with high school football fields, where you get these fields and it's like, okay, you're going to use them five times a year probably for a football game. Maybe some playoff games in there. And you're spending millions of dollars. I mean, you supplement them with the – you know, other sports as well, but it's like, what do you do with these venues at that point? It's crazy. I mean, we'll find out with, when, when reference to TMS, they officially took the, they've officially, what they've done from the beginning is taken the flower or the spring race from TMS and moved to Dakota. Mm-hmm. It's basically what they did. They supplemented that race with the All-Star race for a couple of years, but we always knew that Texas was not big enough to handle that many dates. The market was not big enough to handle, even though we're four hours away from Dallas. It becomes the it becomes the the track's responsibility. They and they promoting it. The guys have been on this show talking to us about all the good things they've got going on at TMS with the bars and the seating and the upgrades and all that. We're going to see how much that pays off come September. The problem is come September, there's something else going on on a Sunday afternoon that a lot of people are going to want to watch too, and that's called the NFL football. Yeah, and that's and that's really where it's hard for for that race because it, it always the spring race was always the 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 better one. I mean, not not the better one, but the the More better attended be, one. better attended because then you had the deer hunting and you had well, all you of that. You would have yeah. the, on opening weekend is when TMS would be the fall race, right? Opening exactly. weekend of hunting. That's like what what the hell were you thinking on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, and 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 I do think that this this race coming up there is is going to bode more. Well, better, better. Should be more conducive to more people sitting in the grandstands. Simply because this car is better on a mile and a half. You won't have the spring race. This is going to be your first time there. The track has changed. You can't go test. So maybe it is. I mean, maybe this is the one that's that's going to be a better race. But at the same time, with the whole, you know, stigma that TMS has gained, um, who's going to go? I mean, that that's that's my concern. I can tell you one damn thing. If if I watch, and again, the totally different uh, variety of race car, but if I watch an IndyCar race at TMS, I'd be like, okay, I want to go see something like that. But is the NASCAR race going to be that good? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, it's not. The problem is now when people think a mile and a half, they think of Atlanta, and Atlanta is that hybrid between a mile and a half super speedway, mm-hmm. which is really what they should have done in Texas. That would have been really good. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. And, and I, I've actually seen, again, I, I think I, I think we're going back to the Oval at Indianapolis. I'm uh, 2024. We we'll have the Oval. That that's coming back. Oh, we need to get rid of the Brickyard. Oh, we need the Brickyard back. Well, there you go. You had your little trial right there. Heard a rumbling, bring bring back the Bank of America 500 at Charlotte at the end of the year, put it on the oval, and do the roll at TMS. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it would be different. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would be a different flair there for TMS. 
but I don't see him taking away the Roval though. You, you got to leave that there. You got to leave that there. That's that's, that's the home. I for mean, NASCAR. there is there yeah. is a road course inside TMS that's connected oh, yeah. to the yeah. mile and a half oval. Sure, but it's not to the extent that they have down there in Charlotte. Yeah, and and I really think that the Roval concept, the way it was rolled out, needs to be in NASCAR's backyard. Yeah, uh, I mean, I really think they need an IndyCar race on the Roval is what they really need. Yeah, that that would be awesome. That would be really awesome. Um, and how good is Alex Pillow, by the way? This guy under it, the radar that nobody knows, just cool, clean, and collected. Just like the silent assassin this dude mm-hmm. is. I mean, he comes out and he whacks the, the everybody. I mean, nobody had anything for him. I mean, he's already a champion. And, I mean, it's like, I mean, if you're Formula One, this is a guy you're chasing after. This dude is really good. He's really good. But we also talk about the future. The, the, uh, everything about 2024 is going to take shape on how well Chicago does mm-hmm. or does not do. Mm-hmm. They're already fighting it. I mean, they did the media day about a couple of weeks ago. There's a lot of media clips from Chicago on YouTube, you can watch some of the different news stations and some of the different NASCAR stuff they had. Had Dell Jarrett, Dell Jr., Jeff uh, Jeff Burton up there. Took a couple of the newer drivers, Edge Allmendinger, some of your more road course ringers, Tyler Reddick. Had a few guys up there talking about the course. Everybody says the same thing. It's going to be tight, but it should be a racy little joint. Mm-hmm. This, the success of a purpose-built street, I guess, well, a purpose-built road course, temporary street course, is going to determine a lot about the 2024 and 2025 schedule. It, it is. I mean, it really is. And that's where that's where these venues, having or not having those events, uh, is going to fall into place. It, it's about to get a lot more clear. Um, and then the TV package is going to fall, or streaming package, or whatever it's going to be, is going to fall into the place. TV, and boom, there's the something TV else. The TV is determining where the sport's going to go. That's exactly Not the right. sport. TV says... TV wants to go international. That's why they're talking about going back to Montreal. Mm-hmm. They want to go east to west. They want to go every time zone. That's why they're talking about going back to Seattle. You got I, Vancouver. You can tie into there. I'd all kind for, of stuff. I'd love for them to go to Mexico. I mean, I think that they could do. I think the they Xfinity, could do, the standalone Xfinity race in Mexico City was a great race. It was heavily attended. I, I was talking, but to you this, had to have the cars escorted by you know right, government right. officials and army people to get them down there. I was talking. I was talking to some of the guys with uh, with with Max Kaya's team in Houston the last time we were there. I don't if I told you this, but I'm talking Mexican-based team, and I mean the, the the guys with Enrique Ferrer. These are guys from Mexico. He's a sports car legend in Mexico. Enrique Ferrer. He was tell. He goes, "Do you have any idea how many people watch y'all's online show in Mexico?" I said, uh, "No. I mean, I, I don't. I can't get those numbers." He's like, yeah. "He's like, your show is huge in Mexico." Really? Yeah. He said, just because the the allure of, of NASCAR-type racing. He said, it's huge. He said, there's so many people that listen on Monday, watch on Monday. I was hmm. like, huh, how about that? How about that? How about that? International superstars we are. Look at huh? that right there. Fabio and um, who's another one? Fabio and... Lorenzo Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas? I loved <laughs> the hair back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Renegade. All right, Lamans. It, um, it, it... You know, like like the whole fascination with Formula One. It, it, it's funny how it just takes one thing right here. And, and, and again, the Garage 56 is not uh, – this is a – this 24 Hours of Le Mans is one of the biggest races yeah. in the world. I mean, it's Garage like, 56 was not designed to win the 24 no, Hours of Le Mans. No. no way. But it's doing everything right that it was designed to do. And, and this is the centenary edition of the Le Mans race. And there are people – there are so many eyeballs on this. This race happens every year. Uh, I think they had to stop during one of the world wars, um, but uh, uh, over eight mile, uh, you know, road course where and you race all night. You race all night, not on not on like a roval or a and Daytona. no lights, no lights. And and this thing is so big right now. And this is here we go when we talk about the North American aspect and everything. 
with with NASCAR and and Hendrick and Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson and Jensen Button. I mean, this whole cast that they have sent over there, Jordan Taylor. This this is turning this race into um, to the credit it deserves to get because this is one of the biggest races in the world. It is one of the biggest races in the world. It's one of the most underrated races in the world uh, nowadays. I, and I think it's because, like we talked about, like I said something early in the beginning of the show, the track is just too just too big. Right. It's hard to get into it. It's hard to cover the race. You know, it, it, that's why, like I said, that's why Daytona, the twenty four hour Daytona, is better because it's smaller confines. But it's a, it's a race you see you see world manufacturers all going for the victory. You see it. it Lamaz is so important. That's where Ford Performance decided to debut their GT3 worldwide spec Mustang yesterday afternoon. That that's and that instead of doing it in North America where the you know Mustangs based and Fords based, they did it at the 24 Hours of Le Mans because they're taking the Ford Mustang GT3, going to run it at Le Mans to go for the GT class win next year in 2024. Uh, and also, they, uh, Mark Rushbrook uh, over there, and J- the CEO Jim uh, can't think of the, J- his last name, but the CEO of Ford, they were kind of a little bit upset about the way that NASCAR handled the Garage Fifty Six with Hendrick Motorsports taking that car tomorrow and all that research. Yeah, he said it in the press release that he wasn't very happy. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, Ford's a major player in that, but it, um, you know, the car that I, I think it, it, it's such a big, it's such a big deal uh, with this, and again with. With Le Mans, this just just power Toyota again right here. Toyota's dominated this race here lately. I think they've got five, six. I think they've won six in a row. And this is to where this is where we see uh, the crossover right there. You know, a lot of this technology goes from from uh, you know from sports car over to NASCAR and all of that and all of that cross up branding that's happening right there. Um, to me, the fact that you that you do have a NASCAR race car. Because that that this is a cup style car. And that's what they call it too. It's a NASCAR car. <laughs> yeah. Racing at Le Mans. I mean that that that's that's another game changer. There are so many things that are happening right there right now that are so good for the sport. And and I know with this right here, there's a lot of detractors with this Garage Fifty Six as well. That uh, no, you know whatever. But uh, I think uh, how do you not how do you not appreciate the the strides that are happening in motorsports right now with events like this? Well, I mean, I think it's done everything that it's supposed to do. We talked about it a little bit before the air. If you get a chance and you see a picture of the Garage 56 car next to some of the other cars at Le Mans, we'll try to find one and post it on the Facebook page. It is like Godzilla compared to some of these other cars. It it, it just dwarfs it. Like, it showed it next to one of the prototype cars that's going to go, the hypercars that's going to go for the class win. It looked like it was two, three feet taller than one of those. Yeah. I mean, it is gigantic, and it looks good. And like you talked about, motor-wise, you got the hybrids, you got the hypers, and all of a sudden here come this big old angry American V8 buzzing down the straightaway. And, and I think the, the timing of this, it was mentioned on the, on the text line earlier, I mean, September 1st of 2024, Here's wet coming back. I mean, here it is coming back to Cody. You get Lone Star Le Mans. And, again, this is a, an opportunity right here where you're going to get eyeballs. People are going to say, oh, Jimmy Johnson or whatever. They might tune into this a little bit. And then when we get here to Coda um, next year, plenty of time to, to figure out uh, all of these moving parts and pieces. You're going to have a lot of people that are going to come from Co- come to Coda from around the world if this, if this car transitions itself into more of these – you know, whack events. I mean, here we go. Here we go. This is just this is momentum for everyone, for everyone, for NASCAR, for the sports cars, uh, for advances in technology, for Toyota, for Chevrolet. I mean, hell, Ferrari. 
I mean, Ferrari's in this. I mean, Ferrari's got one of the hypercars. <laughs> yeah. Biggest field of hypercars in a long time because they took the IMSA prototypes, changed them around a little bit, and changed the rules so that the IMSA prototypes would now come to run Le Mans so they'd have a bigger GT, uh, you know, GT prototype class at Le Mans. So yeah. that was smart for them to try to do that, and it paid off because I think there's 10, maybe 12. Mm -hmm. uh, you throw the Peugeots in there, which are neat looking because you get the little lion mm -hmm. for the Peugeot logo, though. So uh, you got the Penske, uh, Penske Porsches running there. So there's a lot of good stuff. The Gazoo, the Toyota stuff is Toyota Gazoo Racing na internationally. So yeah. I always thought that was really weird that they call it Gazoo. And, and what's going to be cool to watch throughout the day on Twitter is going to be people that are there for the first time. And again, we've never been. You know, we're acting like we've been there or something. But it's going to be wow. That, that I think that's going to be the word all day. Wow, unbelievable, and 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 it's great, and it's great, and momentum's going to build. It's going to be sixty-two cars. They race for twenty-four hours, and I mean twenty-four hours, not no breaks in there. <laughs> Just yeah. go. If it rains, they're going to keep going. It's good stuff. Garage fifty-six was seventeenth uh, the last time I saw before I left the house watching it this morning. Well, I think as soon as they started, you already had one that that. Tried to knock oh, yeah. the fence down. Oh yeah, it done toast. <laughs> yeah, tried to just lost it and just destroyed the front nose of that thing. The yeah. Whole clip. Yeah, I saw. I saw there was a, a lengthy delay for a barrier um, repair that was going on. So boom, there you go. Uh, two hours into this, and then you've got him. I think Ricky Taylor already is out of the race. Uh, was in an, uh, a crash or something right there. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool to to watch this thing and watch the watch the progression of of the of the NASCAR. I I. I I want to see if it lasts. I think it will. I think it will too. I think it will too. So the car, but there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you're going to see from this Garage 56 car that's eventually going to be on a Cup car. That's right. So man, what can this car not do? Runs dirt, runs road courses, runs ovals, runs short tracks, it runs coliseum. It can't, it can't crash very well. That's the one thing it can't <laughs> oh, do. Oh man, yeah, we'll have that uh, coming up in uh, pit stop news and notes. Uh, we've got another one. Another one on the shelf. Uh, let's jump to Formula One right quick. Um, after after that uh, after that last event there, um, what's going on with Mercedes? Mercedes looking a little racy. They did, weren't they? The brand new new side pods and stuff like that, trying to make them a little bit uh, more racy. I think you had uh, what Hamilton second, George Russell was like fifth, I think third, third, and he came from twelfth. Yeah, I knew he didn't have a very good qualifying effort, that's for sure. Uh, I was reading something during the week where they were talking about that, and it's like, well, Mercedes seems prime. You know, Lewis said, I, I, I think we might have something for him, you know, at the end of the year by the time, well, I think we're going to I think we're gonna be right right on Red Bull. Well, they cut, let's see, it was uh, 28 seconds at Monaco. This last one was 25-second win, so they're, they're chomping away three at Three seconds in Formula <laughs> One's big. They're chomping away at it, so that that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, um, maybe it comes around. I mean, somebody somebody needs to put some heat on Max. I mean, it's like something. Yeah. It makes the races not worth watching. It, it, it really does. I mean, you know, and it, that's the separate. The races suck, but people keep watching. It, it, the audience grows more and more. Every damn race they have, you've got so many people that that are that are plugged into this, and that's why I was telling people during the week uh, of Indy. Okay, watch Indianapolis. Uh, it's going to have all of the pageantry, and the race is going to be good. And the cars look similar, somewhat similar, and yeah, they don't sound the same, but mm. they do now. Kind yeah, of. yeah, a little, little closer, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what Mer Mercedes is going to be able to do right there. I don't. Uh, I don't foresee that uh, you know it happens anytime soon, but I, I think if anything, it's just good to see like like we've talked about the last uh, couple of weeks and uh, all the podcasts at hornfm.com. The thing is, it, it's always the story for Formula One this year is not the race winner. I mean, because it's the same one. It's 
you know, something else. The yeah. story this past week was Mercedes. But and, it's the second, third, fourth, and fifth place. Yeah, and there, and that's totally fine. And that's totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. Good stuff there. Um, Lamont, Lamont, as they say. Lamont stealing the uh, spotlight this week. Kind of funny. Mm-hmm. This race just happened to pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's like. And would you ever think four or five years ago that you would see NASCAR involved in Lamont? There's no way. No. Uh, pr- progressive leadership. Something that's extremely good in business. And I still, for the life of me, cannot figure out why this is bad for NASCAR. It's not. I know, but... but An internet, the NASCAR, just roar, it's, it doesn't sound like anything over there. No. It rumbles down the straightaways, and it sounds completely... It, it sounds normal to us, because it sounds like a cup car. Mm-hmm. But over there, in the World Endurance Challenge and sports car racing, there's nothing that sounds like it over there. Yeah, and you're putting this in front of a huge audience. Worldwide audience. Yeah, worldwide audience. They're, they're going to see this car. They're going to see what it does. And, and again, it doesn't hurt the people that you have driving it. I, I mean, Jensen Button and Jimmy Johnson just in and of themselves right there. Yeah. And uh, Mike Rockefeller is no yeah, slouch yeah. either. Multi-time <laughs> yeah. endurance winner, race winner, championship BMWs all over the world. So he's right. got he's got his stuff happening too. And, and I think when this driver roster first came out, you know, the, Jimmy Johnson, why him? He couldn't even win an Indy car. Hell of a lot more than about winning it with this deal. Oh, yeah. He got the American market. Jensen Bunton got the international market. And Mike Rockefeller's there because of his ability to take cars of a similar style of stock, if you will, and yeah. make those make those winning machines. And that backup driver ain't bad either. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor's <laughs> not bad either. That is not bad. Rodney that's, Sandstorm. Yeah, that's it right there. That's a pretty good lineup right there uh, as they race at Le Mans with Garage 56. Coming up. Pit stop news and notes. Believe it or not, there is actually a lot more to talk about than just all of that. We'll have that. Places for races and get you ready for your race weekend as we take you up to high noon. It's Revved Up ATX on the Horn. might hear that a time or two at Sonoma. Yeah, that'll come up on Fox at least once or twice. Oh, yeah. And they'll roll out like Clint Boyer. Yeah. That, that'll start. <laughs> and I think Tupac. Clint Boyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And here comes this dude from Kansas. Horse. Or Larry Mack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, here comes Larry. I might have the best, like, commentary, like analysis with Tony Stewart and those guys up there. I like I've learned so much just, you know, paying attention. And what's what's really cool along those lines, Ty, is that, that you see so many like with the with the Xfinity series, with the Saturday races, is where where you see like a Joey Logano, a Kevin Harvick and like the, the, the Sunday drivers, you see them breaking the race down and to me that's you know the equivalent that's where you learn a lot that it really is i mean because they they put you in that driver's seat and they tell you exactly what they're thinking i mean it's not you know they, they restrict them a little bit but but i mean that that's where you're going to get the best analysis and 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 i got I, I think one of the most underrated broadcasters i've thought this for a long time is uh adam alexander for a play-by-play guy yeah he's good because this dude never has the same cast it's always two different people and this dude is just spot on, and you know when you ever, if, if we ever get to the point to where um, um, Mike Joy says, you know, I think I want to go do something else, they need to give that dude the job. I think so because he is good. He's earned it, and and he know he 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 knows a lot. He he knows a lot, and and he he he's he, not a bad he, football play by play guy either. I, I know, 
I, a lot of a lot of these. Uh, I mean, Shannon Spake, you know, is a sideline reporter. I mean, there's a lot of these that 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 cross over, and, and you know, that's not a bad thing. I mean, I'll do some football and some baseball and this other things. So you know, it's a it's a good thing to kind of have that variety. But that that's a great call. I mean, it really is a great analysis uh, right there with NASCAR. Um, speaking of that, did you see you're going to have a Manning cast type of show for Formula One now? Yeah, ESPN <laughs> just doing ESPN things. <sighs> Like, come on. Somebody give Daniel Ricardo a ride. Don't he doesn't need to be Peyton Manning. At least it's not Pat McAfee doing it. Oh my uh, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, Ricardo. <laughs> uh so that'll be uh, where uh, that's for Canada, Coda, and Vegas. Well, there there you go. But that's There's, the American markets. Yeah. I mean, that make that that made sense when I read the release about that because it hit the American markets. Doing it internationally, I don't think it would work, but doing it where you have it at two o'clock in the afternoon or whatever yeah. it's gonna be. That makes more sense than trying to do it at every single race. The American Absolutely. market pays off. And and for the for the personality of what you're trying to achieve right there, that's going to be your best guy, oh, uh, yeah. I would think. And the whole thing is, you know, it, it's very well calculated. People love him here in the States. He's very popular here. No, he's extremely, extremely popular in this town. I mean, when the guy shows up in a Texas basketball jersey with flashing hook'em horns, wasn't even racing last year, and he was like the star of the weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Ricardo will have uh, the, the Manning cast. Uh, it's called the Grandstand is what it's called. Man, we should have thought of that name for that's, a show. That's really good. That's really good. Uh, Nashville Fairgrounds uh, Speedway appears to have hit a uh, speed bump, and it's called MLS. Mm-hmm. And that uh, right there is par for the course when it comes to situations like this, when you either lose a racetrack or try to revive it. Very much. Yeah, let's let's put a ra- let's put a soccer stadium right next to a fairground stadium racetrack and complain that there's no parking. Uh, that that racetrack's only been there since 1904. Yeah, it. The MLS um, stadium's been there, you know, maybe five years. Yeah, and and. How about how about working together? I mean, what what would it be? I think I saw thirty thousand would would be the the max capacity for the for the fairgrounds if they do what they're going to do. I guess it's about the same there with with uh, the MLS stadium. I mean, no offense to the MLS people here in town. I know there's a lot of them, but that sucks. Mm-hmm. That but sucks. It's just the city, the city poor planning on the city part. Uh, I give now I give the fairgrounds maybe five more years before it's a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it, and that's a shame. Um, and it's even more because I know Na- Nashville is now a soccer town, but NASCAR or, or uh, Nashville has been a racing town for a long time, a long time since before people knew what soccer was. Uh, it has been um, not the most excited um, to see that. Um, talking about Coda a while ago, I saw a commercial there in the way. Have you seen that Coda karting that kids can go mm-hmm. do out there? Mm-hmm. That looks pretty cool. C- CodaKarting.com. It's the old carts from CTS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can go out there and, and do a little birthday party or I guess I guess adults can do that too. Team building or something yeah. like that. I'm sure if you have to call them, they'll make a special package for you. We're to do a horn one. We're to do a horn power team building event out there. Divided up by teams? We get, get Ty out there. We get the buck. Think we get bucked down in a cart? Ooh, mm. <laughs> that'd be tough. Yeah. That one, yeah. That's pushing it a little. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And Zay, I don't know about uh, that. Yeah, fit? I don't know. I don't know if he would or not. That'd be a pretty tight fit right there too. Yeah, we we'll do that. Uh, KK, you listening? There's a team building event right there. That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. That'll be fun at Coda. CodaCarding.com. When they're building those new 
sheds, those high-end uh, mm. sheds over there, too. Saw that, man. That's going to be a pretty penny. Garage with gar- fancy garages, what they're doing in turn 11. Yeah, man, that's going to be that's going to be a pretty penny right there. But, hey, what if you, man? You know, they, they said that was a dumb idea back in the day. Hell, look at Charlotte. Look at all these places, man. Mm-hmm. Live at the track. I'd be good with that. Yeah. yeah. Won't be too long. they got to do something to get more revenue out there. Mm-hmm. Well, keep adding these WEC events in Formula One and all of these different things they're doing, all these concerts. Bring IndyCar back. That gets you a few people. That get a few people. A, back. a few. <laughs> that would, that would uh, get you a few. Um, other than this new Le Mans race, Bobby, uh, places for races. What do we have going on? So actually, Le Mans has been on since 8 o'clock this morning. It's going to be on uh, all day. It's going to be on all day. Uh, it's on Motor Trend from now till 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, this afternoon, you got the Xfinity race, uh, 7 p.m. on FS1, followed by the New England Nationals at Bristol, uh, 9.30 to 11 p.m. Tomorrow, you got the Cup race at Sonoma, starts at 2.30 on Fox. It's the last Fox race of 2023, uh, followed by the NHRA Bristol Nationals, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. coverage on FS1. So lots of good stuff happening. I saw you can also catch Le Mans on Fubo. Fubo. On Fubo, the Fubo app, and that Fubo is where you used to have to go to watch the Astros back when the Astros were not very good. Um, good stuff, Fubo. Yeah, yeah, how about that? You guys stick around. TC Speaks is coming up. It's revved up ATX on the horn.